Hi everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next free online business assessment, enabling you to pinpoint what your business needs you to fix next. Business tips to help you level up and scale up. Hi, I'm Simon of Sterling Coaching and welcome to this podcast episode of Business Success and Coffee. And today I'm joined by guest John Jennings, who is uh, joining us from what looks through the window of a, a very sunny Kentucky, which is uh, comparable to my very dark um, view out of my window here in the UK. So good to have you here, John. Nice to have you with me on the podcast today. Thank you, Simon. It's great, uh, great to be with you. Great. And just want you to give a little bit of an introduction of yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background, why you got into what you're doing now and, and, and what you're working on at the moment. Where are you now? Yeah. So uh, after spending over two decades in corporate America, corporate IT roles, uh, re- growing into leadership positions there, I, uh, I, I left there and went into small business and and for a number of years, helped uh, a few small businesses develop and grow. Uh, and then about two and a half years ago, I decided to, to start my own coaching and, and training business, uh, doing strategic advising and coaching and some consulting right. in there. And, you know, I, Simon, I, I've found over the years that so many small business owners are just stressed and, and they're not living the dream that they once mm. You know, what started as maybe a, a passion, it turns into, a, you know, a, a chain around their neck. And so, uh, you know, I, I believe it ought to be a lot more fun than that. And absolutely. Things and, and doing what you love ought to, ought to bring a lot more passion. And so I, I try to work with, with business owners to help them achieve those results. Uh, I bring simple to use concepts. I'm, I'm a simple guy and I like simple ideas. And, uh, it, you know, I, whether it's a one-page business plan or just a, a, a three-point process to solve something, I just try to work through things with them and help them achieve those goals. We were talking just before we we started recording there about organizational capacity, isn't it? And yeah. the fact that a lot of the businesses that we we both probably come across in our different sectors, you know, want to grow, they want to live that dream, but they they don't have that capacity within their business or within their mindset to, to do that. Right. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned there's some simple tools and I think that is the key, isn't it? I don't know how you found that, but you know, simplicity very often for these types of businesses is, is what they're looking for. Cause there's so much complexity out there in the market, isn't there? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And they're, and they're way too busy, whether you're an HVAC company or you're, whether you're making, you know, manufacturing some complex product, uh, you've got, plenty of work on your plate yeah. and you don't need to be spending your time figuring out everything from your P&L statement to, you know, what type of behavior assessment I ought to, you know, use to best assess my candidates. You know, you, you just need to find the right tools that you can use, apply simply and, and get, stay focused on working on your business instead of getting just trapped in this cycle of, of uh, I call it the hamster in the wheel. Uh, yeah. One of my clients uh, that I'm working with right now on a, on a capacity issue was they were losing money on this one service that they really felt ought to be profitable. And they, they're like, well, we want to grow it more. We want to grow it more. And I said, you know, the problem is you can't grow it more because you just got to put more hamsters on the wheel and you'll, you'll never make more money because you're just 
constantly investing in more hamsters. And yeah. so I find sometimes a smarter way to do things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, let's talk a few questions uh, and a few things about coffee first. Um, Good. Um, yeah, Sorry, what, the important what, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just helps break the ice for the listeners. And, uh, and this is a lot of the time, this is what people want. I'm, I'm having questions about different brands of coffee, different mugs that people are drinking coffee out of. So what, what coffee have you been drinking today and, and why that particular coffee? Well, uh, so today, nothing, nothing too exciting today. Just, uh, I, I haven't had any appointments at coffee shops. It's usually where I tried my more exotic things. Uh, I did, you know, I made some, uh, you know, some Newman's, uh, organic special blend, uh, this uh-huh. morning. I, I like that. It's got just enough boldness to be interesting, but not so much that it, you know, kicks you in the teeth. And right. so I kind of, I kind of like that, uh, strong. But uh, and, and the brand of that was? Uh, it's, it's, uh, Paul Newman's brand. It's a, it's, it's ah, okay. grocery stores. Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's organic. I like organic coffee seems to have less, uh, you know, artificialness to it, you know, yeah. but, uh, we've got a local coffee shop that does a lot of organic, all their coffees are organic and I just yeah. enjoy those uh, a lot more. Yeah. It's interesting as we've been going through this podcast series now, um, almost every single podcast guest has given me a different brand of coffee uh so that's that is the first time i've, I've heard of that one so i've heard of barney's yeah. I, i've it's had all different fancy ones. yeah but yeah. It, you know it's what we love isn't it and, and and you know as you said about the the business sometimes it's the simplicity that makes something so enjoyable isn't it and yeah you know, that's that it's that reliability well, I, I, isn't it as well yeah well, my favorite, and I don't have any right now, or I would have drank it today just for you, but uh, I give a shout out to a friend of mine here in the, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, his name's Bland Matthews. He's got a brand called Berserker Brew. Have you ever run across that one? No, absolutely not. That's two so, things today, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's B-E-R-S-E-R-K-E-R, berserkerbrew.com. Sells all his coffee online, and right. he, uh, he's a triathlete big i mean he's an intimidating guy you know bald head walks in he's he's buff yeah. i mean pretty intimidating but he's he's a, he's a teddy bear but uh but he traveled the world on his in his corporate job and tasted coffee from all over the world and collected beans and really got into it and then started playing with different mixes and he's he's developed this you know this this blend of of coffee beans that is just incredible and he calls wow. it uh, coffee for athletes and his idea is he doesn't do any af- any uh additives to it no no sweeteners no no cream he, he he wants you to be able to drink it black and it's the probably the only coffee i can drink black and it's strong but it's not you know bitter it's got a great flavor um and uh it, but it's 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 hyper caffeinated it'll yep. it'll be going on your day uh so uh shout out to him and uh yep. I would say yeah. uh, if you want to try something that's got some good boldness, but great flavor, check, check out his Kraken. Yeah. I think it's called the Kraken uh, brew or something like that. It's the name Fantastic. of it. Fantastic. And what's, what's the website again that listeners can uh, get that from? It's uh, it's berserkerbrew.com. Berserkerbrew.com. Right. Great. Well, I encourage yeah. all the, all the listeners to check that out, check the shipping, see if you can get your hands on it and, and give that a try. That's, uh, that's yeah. amazing. And you know, it's interesting you say there about the high caffeine level. 
the very first podcast I did, the guy there, Mark, said that he loved the coffee, that if he drank it at 8 a.m., it was still giving him an energy at 8 p.m. That was the kind of coffee he liked to drink. So it yeah. sounds like that's great. Yeah. And you say, um, obviously, you like to drink that one black. Is that the way that you normally drink your coffee? Do you like to take your coffee black or uh, how else do you take your coffee? Yeah, it, it, it depends on uh, on my mood, but sometimes uh, sometimes a little you know Splenda or something, or sometimes uh, sometimes some cinnamon even if uh, if it's on something like you know a little yeah. little. Yeah, and that and again, you know, thinking about trends, it, uh, probably fifty percent of the people on this podcast have mentioned adding cinnamon uh, mm. to the coffee, and so much so that this weekend I'm I'm going out there and I'm going down to my local store if it's open because we're in a national lockdown as we're recording this in the UK. And I've decided, you know, we're getting towards the holiday season. So it's time to add a bit of cinnamon to my coffee as well. So I'm going to give yeah. that a try and give, uh, see if I can get my hands on that. Yeah. So moving on to some of the, the business uh, side of this, what's the, the latest or most significant thing that you've either fixed in your business or that, you know, as a coach, that perhaps you fixed in somebody else's business, you know, perhaps without naming names. Yeah. Um, but, you know, give us an idea of something that's been really significant or something you've worked on latest. Well, I think this, uh, this capacity thing we were talking about earlier is something that I've been running across several times. And uh, this, this one client um, has a, has a great, their primary product is great. Primary service is great. Uh, but they're, you know, they kind of have this add on service, and uh, back, back in the winter, I was working with them uh, when I was just really starting with them. Uh, they asked me to take a look at this service uh, and, and just give some, uh, you know, give some feedback on, on strategically where, how it's positioned. And, and that's when I, I looked at it and went, you know, you guys are you know, losing money uh, every dollar you spend on it. You're, you know, for every dollar you're taking in, you're spending you know, more than a dollar on it. So, you know, it's not working right now. Yeah. And, um, I, I remember distinctly the day I, I told the, the, the CEO about it and I thought he was going to fire me, <laughs> you know, cause I, I, you know, I basically told him his baby was ugly and yeah. I didn't, I was trying to do it gently, but it didn't come out that way. And so, um, uh, we, they decided to make some changes, a consultant left that was working on it and then, then COVID hit. And so it kind of sat on the back shelf for a while. And so just in the last couple of months, we've, brought that back out and we're, and we're working through it and working with them on it. And, you know, it's about understanding in this case, it's understanding the data, understanding this multiple sources of information and just working mind things and, and not, not do things redundantly, uh, not, not make a false assumptions, but finds, uh, you know, kind of a fact, um, factitious or a, not a fictitious, but a factitious model to, to build yep. their, it's on. I like it's just a made-up word. I like those, um, but but just coming up with a way of, of running the business that makes sense and that can scale, and and we've uh, just in the last I would say week to ten days after probably working six weeks or so on it, I feel like we have now uh, a, a scaleability model, a model that we can right. now to market and start to grow, and we're we're testing it out with a few clients. And, you know, if it, uh, if it proves out, then we're going to go full bore uh, come January 1 and, and try to you know, blow this out with all the clients. Right. So, but it was, 
it was, there was just no way to scale it. He would have had to have an army of people uh, the way it had been built before. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, out of all the things that I'm sure listeners are going to take away today, I think for those of us who are coaches or consultants or trainers, there's a great phrase there that you've given us. And, you know, sometimes we do have to tell people they have an ugly baby, don't we? And yeah, yeah. it's, it's so hard because you're worried about upsetting a client, but it's that perspective very often that we as coaches need to give people because that's where the value is. But how, how would you say that you dealt with the way that they took that? You know, how was the response to that? And how did you deal with that perhaps reaction to the realization that his baby is ugly? Yeah, it was, um, there were a whole lot of things that went into that. Uh, and, you know, he needed time to digest it. Uh, got back together the next day and, and started working, working through it. Um, you know, you have to, I guess it really comes down to is, is, the, is there a potential solution or is the baby just ugly and going to be ugly forever, right? Uh, in their case, you know, it was like, okay, the way, the way you've built it right now isn't going to work. But, it, you know, we can take this back to, you know, to the drawing plans and rethink it because the concept is real. And how can we, how can we redefine it and re-engineer it and come up with a new, a new model? Um, and so, you know, we had to bring on a new team member uh, and train, train her up. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it took some work and it's not going to be profitable day one. Mm. But I have a model that we know can scale. And that is what was important. Yeah. And I think that's great advice uh, for um, the coaches out there that might be listening to this about, you know, giving them time to digest it, working for them and showing them that the ugly duckling has the potential to become a great, beautiful swan. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give perhaps to a business owner who suspects that their baby is ugly? Um, I, I, I'm going a long way with this because I love that terminology. <laughs> so thank, thank you for John for sharing that. Um, but what would you advice would you give to a business owner where they perhaps suspect that it's not what they, they think it is. They don't uh, have such a shiny baby as they think they have, but you know, how do they deal with that? You know, how can yeah. they cope with that? Well, I think you've got to first take that honest self-assessment, look in the mirror and say, you know, is, is this working or not? Mm. Um, if, and that's hard to do. And sometimes we're too close to it to really even give that fair assessment. So that's where a third party, a third party advisor, like a coach or a, or a consultant can come in and, and help you see that. And so that, that's part of what the value I think we bring is, you know, a kind of a dispassionate, uh, you know, approach of let's just look at the facts, you know, let's look at the P and L and let's look at, at, you know, what your sales results are. Let's look at how profitable it is. And, you know, sometimes you find, and I, this is even going back to my, you know, prior to my coaching days when I was, you know, say a vice president of business development, you know, I, I took over this organization and started looking at different things they were selling. And there were some things that, you know, some things you may sell as a loss leader and you may say, you know what, I'm willing to take a loss on that to build, you know, to build a client or, or the door and all that kind of stuff. But some things are just, you know, they're just, losers all the way through mm. uh, it's a bad product line it's a bad service it's a service people don't need anymore 
I was in the audio video space for, for several years. And um, there was a time where you could rent out video conferencing space and make good money at it. $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour, people would come in and, and rent your video conferencing space. Well, now at us, we're, we're using, <laughs> you can get for free on, on your laptop. So, you know, that company tried to hold on to their video conference room rental a year or two longer than they needed to because it, you know, they, they kept marketing it and things like that. And, and no one, you know, they would get one rental a month and it, it wasn't even worth the time. Yeah. Actually realized, you know, it's, it, that's a, it's like blockbuster. It's like a lot of other things. They, they eventually meet the end of their, of their usefulness. Yeah. What, what would you share with the listeners, John, that perhaps keeps people too attached to things like, and you mentioned blockbuster there and that's such a great example. You know, they had an opportunity, didn't they? Yeah. You know, to, to acquire Netflix or you know, yeah. the, and, and they turn it down. What, what makes people hang on to that? And what, what would you say to the listeners that would help them recognize that need to let go? Well, I think if you're, if you're honest with yourself, your gut will tell you whether something's working or not. Yeah. You know, listen to your gut, you know, instead of your heart at times, you know, if, if you create something and I've created many, products and services over the years, when you create something, you do get excited about it and you want it to work. And sometimes you, you look through rose colored glasses at it, right? And you just, mm. yeah, it's definitely going to work. But every once in a while you have to realize that, okay, this, this thing as good as it was at some point, it may have been profitable for years. Uh, it's run its course and we need to on or adapt or, or move to a new model or upgrade or, or scrap it all away all together. Yeah. And you mentioned the word, uh, you know, take an honest approach there. And I think, you know, that there's a slight sort of uh, paradigm of third party advisors and where people go to get that honesty. And, you know, both people internally, close friends, family, mentors, third party people. It is about that honesty, isn't it? Because, yeah, you know, very often we turn to people to ask how ugly our baby is, but we're turning to people who, for all the connections that we have with them won't give us that honesty that we need. And they'll use words like, well, okay. And you know, they, they tend to go middle of the road because they don't want to upset us, do they? And I think it's yeah. important that well, we do get that, if, that honesty. Yes. And especially if it's uh, within your company, if you're the boss, mm. you, you created something and everybody knows you love it. And then you come out and go, oh, tell me the truth. Well, yeah, boss, we'll make it work. You know, that, you know, there's a, I think a, a lot of times a fear of, of telling the boss, this isn't going to work. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I found that in my construction business, even with the shareholders in the business, they, they, you know, they were stakeholders in the business, but they still, because I was the CEO and the majority shareholder, they still really told me what I, they thought I wanted to hear rather than actually challenge me and, you know, hold me to accountable and, and have, give me that honesty. So yeah, I think that's a great thing that listeners need to take away. Mm -hmm. So if you could give the, the listeners one tip or lesson that they can take away from uh, this, what would that be? What can you share with them today? Well, I think we just gave a great one, which is mm -hmm. to, to, to either look in the mirror or find someone who will look in the mirror for you is, is, is one. Uh, you know, and I think the, the biggest thing, and I think we talked about this before we got, uh, before we started the recording too, is, was the, the, 
the biggest hindrance to growth is located six inches uh, between your ears. You know, it's mm. six inches between your ears. Um, the, the biggest hindrance to growth is either fear of making a decision, fear of making that change, uh, uncertainty around making, you know, uh, making a bold move. And, and that's just where I see so many business owners hung up on. They, they want to do something, but, you know, they're afraid to hire that, that senior level person that they need. They're, they're afraid to hire that salesperson they need to really take their business next level. They're afraid to, uh, to, to add another truck to their fleet or, or a new product to their manufacturing line. Uh, yeah. All things that, you know, that they wrestle with because there's risk involved and uh, risk, you know, we're, we're living in an age where risk has taken on a whole new meaning, you know, yeah. because there's a, there's a base level of risk with this COVID situation that's underlying everything. And so anything we do is, it has to be taken within the context of that as well. Uh, so, you know, figuring out what's going on inside your head that's stopping you from making that decision is one of the tough things that we have to do. Yeah, great. And, and I think that is a, a really important thing for listeners to take away. And it's interesting, you know, as we record this, we're, we're talking in a time of, you know, globally, you know, the COVID crisis, public health issues, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, I, I said to a client the other day, you know, if you're going to make mistakes uh, because of that fear, now is the time to do it. Because when times are good, you've got less scope to be criticized and, and it to be founded where now because of the crisis we're in, if, if anything, you can blame it on the crisis. You don't have to blame it on yourself. Can you? Yeah, there's never, I always say, well, when you're in recession, it's a good time to make mistakes because nobody's going to blame you. Everybody's going to blame the recession and what's going off out there. So it's a good a way of overcoming it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I did, uh, in Q2, when everything here was really locked down, uh, I, I did a lot of experimenting with different things. You know, I, I did a lot of yeah. webcasts and other things, just just, uh, just focus on trying to, you know, find other ways of reaching people outside the, the ways that I typically was because I couldn't go out and do the things I normally do. Yeah. And you know, I've, I've mentioned this in a, a few articles in the past, and I know some other guests have talked about it as well, and you've just mentioned it there, that innovation normally happens in time of crisis doesn't it when we when we're disrupted you know whether it be recessions times of war things like this accelerate innovation so you know now is a good time to try new things isn't it and to push that mindset that you say is holding people back you know now's the time to play with it now's the time to see how far you can go with it isn't it definitely yeah i was uh I was selling Zoom and, and actually doing uh, product development using the Zoom APIs back when Zoom first came out. And I remember I had a hat and people would go, what's Zoom? You know, <laughs> you know, everybody knows Zoom is a verb, you know, yeah. it's, it's think about how this company is at the right place at the right time, but they have evolved and, and they've taken their products so far and, last six months and it's all been driven by the the innovation needed uh, as part of this crisis yeah and it, it's interesting i mean I, I, my background of doing online sessions and webinars was always using go to go to meeting go to webinar 
and I moved to Zoom uh, under a recommendation of a, of a fellow coach. And likewise, I thought, Zoom, what on earth is this? <laughs> but, it's, but it's interesting. You, know, you think how advanced and how established GoToWebinar and GoToMeeting were in, in the sector. GoToWebinar, GoToMeeting hasn't become that verb, has it? You know, we all nope. say Google it. And now everybody's saying, oh, we, you, know, you need to go on a Zoom session. Even if yeah. people don't mean a Zoom session, it's a bit like um, uh, jacuzzi. Zero ice yeah, and clean eggs. Exactly, yeah. I just wish I'd have bought stock in Zoom you know, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I mean, we, we use it like a verb. I mean, do you want to call or Zoom, right? We'll, we'll yeah. say, do you want to call or Zoom? You know, we all know that Zoom means video whatever video you may choose to use, but Zoom means we're going to do yeah. it on video. Yeah. Yeah. And Skype. Yeah. People used to talk about, you know, let's Skype, let's do it. But even that has gone to the wayside, hasn't it? So yeah, uh, yeah it's interesting. Yeah. I, I had one client, I have one client that just continues to live on Skype and it's so far behind now and, and it yeah. just won't leave old ways. Yeah, well, this is being held on Zoom, and if the CEO of Zoom decides that he would like to sponsor this podcast, that's absolutely fine with me. <laughs> I'll I'll take anybody's money uh, uh, for sponsorship like that, and uh, I'd love yeah, to do absolutely. it. And, and I know I took I took part in a, and you talk about expanding the mindset. I took part in a couple of Tony Robbins um, challenges mm -hmm. recently. Uh, and I'm a big Tony. Did you Robbins do the firewalking? I've done the firework. I've done the UPW a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, over here in London and the, the online challenges that he's done, I took part in a, in the world summit that he did just not too many weeks ago, but yeah. zoom really stepped up because they increased their capacity to, I think something like 30,000 people on a zoom session at any time. And yeah, Tony Robbins went to them with his challenge and they didn't think, um, you know, we're never going to be able to do it. They didn't put the obstacles in the way. They just cleared the deck of mindset issues and obstacles and fears and just went for it. And, you know, now I, I don't know whether Tony Robbins will really go back to doing many face-to-face -face, uh, sessions anymore because it's so, it's so changed the way he's done things. And you're right, you know, mindset doesn't hold people back in the same way, does it, as in those kind of organizations? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, Great. So let's remember from today's session, um, the ugly baby. Let's make sure we're <laughs> honest with ourselves. Let's make sure we're yeah. honest with those people uh, that we work with, that perhaps we, we might be a, a coach and a mentor within a business that's listening Absolutely. to this. Yeah. Be honest with yourselves and be honest with those people that you're working with and working for. And yeah, the, the lesson there as well, I think is to, really work on that mindset that you've mentioned there. And I, and I love the way that you've mentioned that. Um, so how can we, before we come to the final question of when your next coffee is going to, to be and where, and that's a difficult question at the moment with lockdown, certainly over here in the UK, how yeah. can people find you and connect with you, John? How, how can people, you know, get to engage with you and get your content? Yeah, so uh, so my my company is is, is uh, named Inspired Business Concepts. I'm a focal point franchise, so if you're familiar with focal point coaching, I'm part of that team. So you can find me through the focal point website, but also I have my own website, InspiredBusinessConcepts.com, and then social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. John K Jennings, J O H N K Jennings is my okay. 
elbows, so nice and consistent. And uh, love to hook up with people. And, and uh, I, I work with folks, I won't say all over the world, but I, I do work with folks uh, all, over, all over the states for sure. And, and not, not, a, not opposed to working with people all yeah. over the world because uh, we're in this virtual world that we can do that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it's awesome. you know, I've had guests on here that have come from Nigeria through to um, you know, quite a few in the States, Hawaii. The, the other day uh, all the way across yeah. so yeah you know the the technology that we have certainly opens up a a, a really wide market doesn't it and uh, so great yes, Thank, thanks for sharing that just just give me the just to clarify your website again just give me the website url again yeah it's inspiredbusinessconcepts.com it's long I know. <laughs> no that's good inspiredbusinessconcepts.com yeah yeah, and I, was, uh, I, I, I sometimes use the moniker uh, "inspire you." I try, I'm just trying to inspire people to be better, to achieve more, to achieve those results. And uh, you know, I, I'm not a rah-rah type motivational coach like some are, but yeah. I'm hoping that I can just kind of give you that nugget of information, a uh, little bit to help you help you through. Yeah, and it, and that's that's being a real breath of, of fresh air as well. And you know, my background is construction, so I'm very plain speaking. Just say it as it is, and yeah, you know, don't try and be cryptic. Don't try and create a mystique. Just you know, do what you say on the tin and deliver what you've got to do, and be honest with people, as you say. So I appreciate the the way that you've shared that with us today, and I suggest and recommend that all of our listeners take a look at your your website and also connect with you on social media, particularly on, on LinkedIn and, uh, and, and digest some of the content you've got out there and, uh, and connect with you and find out more about you. So uh, thanks for, for sharing all of that. Absolutely. Final, final question then, John, when is your next coffee going to be and uh, where might that be? <laughs> well, uh, on Friday mornings, I usually get together with a bunch of, uh, bunch of my buddies up at church and we get together around the fireplace and, and drink coffee and, and tell a few stories and, and spend some time together early on Friday morning. So that's, that's where I plan to be tomorrow morning. And, uh, great. You know, I don't know what I'll be drinking yet. I haven't decided, but be <laughs> coffee. So do you take your own coffee or is that at a coffee shop? Uh, no. So we have, we will have, there will be coffee there. Yeah. Uh, can, I'm not being derogatory. It'll be, um, I don't know if you ever heard of the term uh, church foyer coffee. <laughs> mm, I certainly have. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly church what you foyer, mean. Church foyer coffee is kind of basically it's watered down Maxwell house or Folgers typically. And yep. not saying, in case those brands are listening, I'm not saying, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, you know, it's just, it's fairly plain coffee. So yeah, I, I tend to bring my own. So yeah. Great. Well, I'm very jealous. Uh, unfortunately, over here at the moment, we're not allowed to get together uh, for any kind of gathering in our churches. And, you know, we've got a, a lovely church. It's a very small church uh, here in the village where I live. And, uh, you know, other than for some solitary private prayer, that's all we can do at the moment. And uh, yeah. I'm very jealous that you can get to people get to people with like minds, like faiths and, uh, and share a coffee. You know, I look forward to the time when we can do that here in, in uh, England and in I the hope UK as well. Yeah, yeah. And they may end up locking ours down again too. They, you know, they locked us down for a while and then, then you know, slowed us back to smaller groups. And that's where we are right now. We're in smaller yeah. groups. And, 
Yes, well, what, one thing we can all be certain of is uh, uncertainty, can't we, at the moment, and changes and disruptions. So, uh, absolutely, but it makes people like us really important. It does. It does absolutely. Yeah, it it certainly does. And it's those moments that we have, like you've mentioned tomorrow, those Friday morning moments that we should really cherish and be very grateful for. You know, we have so much to be grateful for um, in today's world, and, and we have to take that gratitude and, and use it and, uh, and leverage it and you know, bring some light into our lives, don't we? So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. We've got some contact details of how to connect with you, John. Um, thank you very much for sharing those couple of things. You're gonna, you, you've really brightened my week with that term, the ugly baby. I'm going to use that. I've got a couple of client sessions tomorrow. And I tell you, you do not realize how relevant that's going to be for me tomorrow when I'm having my client sessions. So I'm well, going to use that. I'm use that phrase at least twice tomorrow. I know I am. And listeners, uh, I, I hope that you realize this has been a great value. And of course, it's part of my mission to help businesses around the globe be more aware, which John's given us a great insight to be better educated. And of course, talk some coffee too. Thanks, John, for taking part. And I look forward listeners to having you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now.